just came back from the North Georgia Revival. Just came back, it seemed like a week ago. Man, I feel like I've done so much since then. It was just Wednesday. So here's the deal. If you haven't come out for Tuesday night, I, people are getting messed up on Tuesday night. We're not, we're not even here. I'm, I'm upset because what's happening is we miss out on stuff. And I'm, you know, we were where we were supposed to be. We were on our assignment for that moment. But I find out all the stuff going on, you know, and growing pains in the midst of it. But the, lo the Lord is so good to meet you guys. And, and I just see the Lord just raising this whole place up. Like, we're looking for sons and daughters to just be mature. And I heard last week was off the charts. I heard good things. I heard amazing things. And God's doing, like, I can leave, right? We can leave and come back. And things are still not, you know, everything's not falling apart. It's a good thing. So we have trusted people around us. And, I, and I'm so, so thankful for that. So what are we talking about today? What's under your feet? No, seriously, the, the, my message today is about what's under your feet. No joke. He didn't know that. None of them knew that. But it's what's under your feet. And uh, I just, I'm going to read a prophecy, okay? How many know who Bob Jones was? How many don't know who Bob Jones was? One person. I'll just give you a, a quick update on that for explanation. He's a pretty much an international prophet that um, died, went to heaven, and uh, the Lord sent him back. He said, did you learn to love? And this became his life message was, did you learn to love? And so he, he had he'd gone to be with the Lord, and he was in line, and the Lord asked him a question, did you learn to love? He said, no, Lord, and he was watching all these people going straight, you know, not in the gates of glory. They were going to hell. And and the Lord t told him to come back and just prepare a a, a a generation to bring in the, the greatest harvest, which would be a billion-soul harvest in this age. So I'm just going to read a prophetic word from him. Is that okay? And then I'm going to kind of fly off of that. But we are talking about, and, and it's crazy, because both these scriptures I was going to speak on, and then my wife sends this to me, so I'm just like, this is God. So it's what Bob Jones prophesied about coming viruses, Okay. I'm just going to read this. Bob and Bonnie Jones from Fort Mill, Texas. But it said, Bob had a vision of a sword of light and power. It was like uranium power. What does that look like? That's nuclear power in the sword, right? And it said it, it was also, it was so powerful that nothing on earth could withstand its power. He saw the sword hanging on a blood red wall in a square room. And on the other side of the room was green. Bob was told that it was time for the sword to be released, and it could only be released by the blood-red room from where it hung. The blood-red room represents the blood of Jesus Christ that the church no longer preaches. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness and contains all power over the enemy. Everyone say that. All power over the enemy. And... um. And it says, the green wall represents inspired teaching. These teachers are going to teach about the blood of Jesus Christ and how there's going to be nothing more powerful in all the earth than the blood of Jesus Christ. And then it says, then it's, uh, did I miss something? No, it says, the meaning of serpent. It talked about 
Actually, it's going to be, you can turn there first. You can go to Luke chapter, 19, chapter 10, verse 19. And actually, I, I'm going to tell you a little story. If you didn't see it on social media, I'm just going to re rehearse the story. Uh, but something happened to me this past week on 1019. And the scripture is 1019. So I'm just going to, so it said the meaning, which is, which is where Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Let's just go there. We'll read it now. I don't know by heart, so I'll butcher it. It says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by shall any means harm you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this. But the spirit that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your name is written in heaven. It's written in something. I'll tell you, it's written by the Lord's blood. He saved. He wrote his name with every one of you. He wrote every one of our names in that list, and our, our our names are written in heaven because of his blood. Amen. Amen. It says so. This it says. Uh, Meaning of serpents and scorpions, behold, I give you authority. And then it just repeats what I just said. The scripture clearly speaks about the Lord giving authority over serpents and scorpions. The authority is the blood of Jesus Christ. Many years ago, we prayed about the meaning of serpents and scorpions. And we found that when serpents strike, it represents death coming to assault you. You got that? However, when scorpions strike you, it means that major sickness is trying to fall upon you. There is a solution and it's the authority in prayer using the blood of Jesus. Recently, I saw that there was two plagues. Okay, so this was Bob. He died, uh, was it 14? Yeah, February 14th and 2014. So he, this was way before any of this happened. It says he remembers severe, uh, excuse me. I recently saw that there were two plagues coming to the globe, to to the global nations, especially the United States, one plague of influenza while the other was like influenza in nature. Remember, this severe illness like influenza repre is represented by the scorpion. Thus, the serpent has been killing through influenza while the scorpion-like influenza results are severe illness that could kill you. By applying the blood of Jesus, we take authority over these plagues and cause them to die. And I'm going to read from this as well, too. And they, came, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even to death. So I'm just going to, just can you put the slide up? See this friend of mine? So I'll just tell you the story. What happened was while we were away, we had finished the conference. I go into the bathroom to take a shower at the end of the night. The conference had just end, ended. We had our last session. We came back home. We hung out for the afternoon. We took a little hike and saw the falls and then came back. And we were, I showered. I came out. Thankfully, she was in another shower on the other side of the house. But this, I, I got out and I stepped onto the ground, dried myself off, went in to get dressed in the bedroom, and something was on the bottom of my foot. And so I just did one of these. No, I just, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know it's that. 
So I thought, I looked on the ground. I said, wow, that's strange. What is that? It looked like a pizza mulch because it was on the brown floor. So I couldn't really identify it. And then I got down to it, and I was like, whoa. And then I went to pick it up. I said, probably not a good idea. So I got tweezers, and I picked it up. But it was like two inches long, you know, an inch and a half long. And so I don't, I just feel like the Lord was speaking through this. And I'm, I'm just not going to be like, really prophetically weird about it but i'm going to say this that the lord is is obviously showing signs and it couldn't have just happened on 1020 or 1018 it happened on 1019 and of course daniel picked that up and sent that to me and so i was just like you know but here's the deal the lord is wanting us to trample on this very thing that we're talking about bob jones and i believe that the you know Right now, it looks like it's not going away. So what's going to happen? The church is going to have to learn authority. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. No, no. You've already been given authority. Everyone in this room has been given authority over the disease, over whatever gets under your feet. See, sometimes we, <laughs> I started thinking about things we step in. I'm going to ask you, what are you stepping on? And what are you stepping in? And what are you going to step into today? Because I truly believe, listen, when, when, when we look at this scripture in context, when Jesus is giving this, he says, woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you. He goes back and he's, it's a woe to a couple cities, cities where he did amazing miracles, where he moved in power. And I'm telling you, God has been moving in power throughout the centuries, and we still need a sign to, to tell us that we need some type of authority over, over, over diseases and sicknesses. No, I'm telling you, God is looking for a church to rise up in this hour that will awaken, completely be awakened to what he's about to do. And, and that is, you are the solution to what's going on in the earth right now. I promise you that. Like in these last days, we have to look at that. And I will go into the book of Revelation because we need to look at what's happening because the Holy Spirit is wanting you to dive in deep. You know, the whole thing about this, the, I loved everything that we experienced down there. But I'm telling you, this one thing was like, the thing was just over. And I'm just like, all of a sudden I step on this thing and I'm like, you know that, see that thing on the end of the tail? My God, didn't sting me. And, and, I, and there's another picture in that, like, because of my complete ignorance and knowing, you know, knowing nothing about it, I'm just minding my own business. I'm who I am. I'm just who I am. And I cleanse myself. Come on. I cleanse myself, and I stepped out. I stepped right on that ugly thing. It was under my foot, like stuck on the arch of my foot. To do me no harm, no tickle, no bite, no nothing, no guts, no nothing. It was the weirdest thing. And so the Lord is wanting us to see you are who you were created to be was to just walk in it. Walk in what he's given you. And the blood of Jesus, which what? It brought propitiation to us. It, brought, it took the wrath of God away from us. Please stop thinking that God is mad at you. He loves you like incredibly. He does not, he's not mad, he's not ticked off. If you take the wrong turn, if you, if you slip up, he still loves you. He still loves you. 
I'm not talking about greasy grates. I'm talking about the reality of it. Listen, if, if, I had to do an, if I had to pay for all the things I had to pay for, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And he justified us, every one of us, by the blood of Jesus. I don't, I don't think we even comprehend what justification looks like, but it, it puts you in this perfect posture as a son so that you live in this place, in this bold reality. It's a bold reality that God wants us to live from. And, he, and he's looking for us to just step into this. And so they, they're seeing that coming out of this whole thing, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. But it says at the beginning of chapter 10, it says the harvest is truly plentiful. And so what is this? This is all into the harvest. This is not so that we can have some more glory meetings. And we'll have glory meetings, believe me. Believe me, we need it. We need it. We need it for equip, equipping and, and, and training and just getting filled up so that I can be poured out as a, a, another week. But God's wanting us to live in this place of continued authority in our lives. And it's going to come out of a place of deep, deep understanding and knowing the love of God came in such a way that the blood of Jesus was spilled and given to as a sacrifice. He is the, uh, the one, the only sacrifice. Yeah, I know we sacrifice praise and we, we do other sacrifice. Like uh, my body's a living sacrifice. But I'm telling you, God is wanting us to live from this place where our lives are given to the knowledge of the glory that comes from the blood being poured out for us every day. Oh, every moment. Every moment of my life. And I, I'm telling you this, there's so much beauty in what God's wanting to do. And he wants us to behold who he is in this hour. Are you hearing me? If, if you can just get a glimpse of who he is and what he's doing right now, you will not have another episode that will shake you. Hebrews 12 says what? That we serve a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's the whole premise for the book, that we serve a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We serve this God who will not, he, he will do anything. He will go to the ends of the earth for you. And he will tear apart hell plate by plate to get you through. He will behold you as you behold him. And so, you know, he sends the 70 out and they begin to just, they come back and they're, they're stoked because now they've been given authority. Now they see. This is, this is when Jesus is on the earth. This is nothing. This is nothing compared to the, you embodying the spirit of Christ within you now. And the Holy Spirit wants the church to grab a hold of this, that we embody the very person of who he is. It's not heresy. It's truth. We embody who God is. And that's, that reality lives through us and moves through us. But it says, it says, never, never, and it says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in the spirits that are subject to you, but rather rejoice because you, your names are written in heaven. And your names are written because you have what? The inheritance that he's already given to you. And when the harvest is completely wide open for us the harvest is his but we be, we get to partake in that harvest in this time and in this hour and i'm telling you i am so stoked i'm i'm telling you god wants to bust some stuff up tonight 
I mean, he broke some stuff up during worship, but I'm telling you, he's reinforcing this word on, for us because there is something that he wants you to learn today, and he wants you to live, live with it and in it. So we don't, live, we don't leave this place busted, burnt out, and disgusted. Are you hearing me? He doesn't want you to live like that. He doesn't want you to, your mindset to be stuck in, I'm, oh, woe is me. No, woe is Chorazin because they didn't discern. See, here's the word. The word said, it says, he who hears, who hears you hears me. Right? He's talking to the disciples in verse 16. And he says, and those who reject you reject me. And that means that we regard him as invalid. That's what rejection means. That you regard something invalid. You have no validity for it. It's nothing in your life. You, you, we, we reject things. Like when people say certain things to you, you should reject them. They're not valid over your life. Are you hearing me? When, when people begin to declare negative things over you, they are not valid over your life. But this word is all valid over your life. This word is power, and, and you must discern Jesus and who he is, that it's the validity that helps you to walk in fullness of authority and fullness of love. This love, oh my goodness, the love of heaven, the love of God on you cannot be, it can't be shifted or changed because of something that comes at you during the week. No, no, no. No, because you have all patience because love is kind. It doesn't envy. You don't get freaked out by things going on around you or, or jealous of people around you. No, 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 because you love so much that there's this authority. I'm telling you, it's coming through the love, the love connection with the Lord that, that he begins to overwhelm us with that love, and then you just walk in authority. It's just who you are. Because I have no authority over those I do not love, or who I do not value, those who I do not respect or honor. Oh, I'm telling you, the Lord wants us to respect and honor everyone. I don't care if this, uh, I saw something on CNN that I was just, ooh, I got torn up. I, it, like I went from the spirit to the flesh in two seconds. That's what I get for scrolling through Instagram. Oh, I got like, uh, the snake came up. I promise you, and this is how it works. If I don't view it, I'm better off. I don't need to look at it. I don't need to absorb it 24-7, 365. I'm taking in seven hours of what? Oh, I'm telling you, seven hours. Check your time on there. This thing has become the distraction of the earth. Everyone's got one. They're in Africa somewhere with one of these. Looking for internet. Like the rest of us. <laughs> I'm telling you. And so what I'm realizing is, you know what? I'll post my stuff and stay away. Back away from the phone. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. We, we, we spend way too much time absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And listen, I tell you where he wants to bring you into the black cloud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where he wants to bring you into the black cloud of his presence. 
Oh, that's some whack on that. <laughs> Whew. Ready? Verse 21. I just got to go through a couple of things because, listen, he's he, the Holy Spirit, man. This is Jesus thanking the Lord in heaven. He says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things. I love the first part of that. Verse 21 says, the hour Jesus, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Oh, come on. We could just preach on that tonight. In that hour, Jesus just rejoiced in the spirit. Jesus got happy about what the father was thinking. Oh, yeah. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. Oh. But you revealed them to babes. And then in, in I believe it's Mark's gospel, or Matthew's gospel, he said, right, be, be wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves. Well, what is that? The dove... Is super peace. And the serpent is looking to bite you. I'm telling you, the Lord is looking for us to enter into this inheritance. He delivered me. So just go, we're just going to jump over. I think I'm good. He's talking about, yeah, verse 23. He said, blessed are, are the eyes which see these things you see, and I tell you, that mainly the prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it. To hear what you hear and have not heard it. Listen, the Holy Spirit is revealing to us today. Today. Right now. Today. His full authority. By the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, if we get a revelation of the blood... If you would just get a revelation of the covenant blood. If the Holy Spirit would open our hearts and our eyes for the understanding of the covenant blood of Jesus. That he gave his life in such a way that he bought me. I know we say it. It's almost like words can't even. Uh, but he purchased my life. And he's got the protection over my life. Because I'm fully surrendered to the blood of Jesus. And when I'm fully surrendered to the working of the blood of Jesus, the very agent that's, that completely transformed the entire planet. For those that have an ear, for those that have an eye, for those that are, are, are babes and have that innocence and come to him like a child, not the wise, and we need theological understanding, and, and, you, and, and we, God wants to put doctrine in us, but he wants it to come by the Spirit, and he wants it to flow by the Spirit, and he wants us to understand by the Spirit. That's why Jesus, is, that's why Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. Because he said, listen, the revelation comes when I, when I come before people, and they see who I am, and they see, you know, there was those desert mystics that used to actually get the stigmata 
You know what that is? That's the marks of the cross. That's the marks in their hands or in their wrists. Literally, there's, there's, there's testimonies of the 1500s and the 1300s of these ancient saints that would, that would literally, they tried to hide them because they felt unworthy. But the Lord, they had such uh, interaction. They had such closeness with the Lord Jesus. Like, like <laughs> I was listening to one story, and, and it was one of the nuns that would just begin to levitate. She would just begin to float. I think it was it was it was Saint uh, Mary of Avila. I, I, she said Teresa of Avila. Yeah, and she she would begin to float, and she said to the other nuns because they were visiting. There was a bunch of people visiting. Please don't let me float out of here. And they all grabbed onto her, and they all started getting lifted into the air. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, what does the blood of Jesus look like applied to your life? What's the reality of it look like when he's applied to the fullness of your life? And that could look like anything. And we like to leave Jesus in this little box, and we want to, oh, you know, don't, don't over-spiritual. I'm telling you I'm going to be a lunatic. I believe that the blood of Jesus can keep me sanctified. If it saved me from the scorpion... I don't know where it was. I don't even remember stepping on it. It felt like a piece of mush on my foot. And I... What about corona? What about cancer? What about Jesus casting out a legion of demons out of one man? I mean, we think about these things and we read them. But the Lord, what is holding you back from stepping into the fullness of this? Look at me. Nothing. Because that's the lie right there. When we think that something's holding us back from stepping into the fullness of this. I'm not saying we should be floating up to the ceiling. I'll take it. Come on now. But the Holy Spirit wants us to, to live and move and have our being in him. That's what Paul said, right? So there, there's got to be a place where this becomes a, a, a virtual reality for us. Are you there? Revelation chapter 12. Because we have this whole, this whole scenario Right here, the whole of chapter 12 is incredible. Because, and here's what I believe. I believe that the woman is the church and the child is, the, it, is you and I. What do you mean, pastor? Well, it's not talking about Jesus because Jesus had already come and gone. Jesus was all the way back in chapter 1. Showing up. Remember him? Burning man. The one showing up before John and John hitting the deck because he sees the Lord and his eyes are burning. But we, but we have this whole say we have this whole uh, dissertation in, in chapter twelve that speaks of Satan being what? It's the same exact thing. Verse seven says, "And war broke out in the heavens, and Michael and his archangel fought." With the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. And they say this. They did not prevail. 
Come on, they're under your feet. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So we have a picture. It's actually of heaven, right? You go back to Ezekiel where a third of the angels are thrown out. Or Isaiah. Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28. We can go through all these scriptures again, but we're not going to. The Holy Spirit wants us to just see it right here. And, and there's, there's the enemy gets thrown out of heaven. And there was no place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old, called the devil, Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who has accused them before our God day and night will be cast down. Day and night. How many have ever dealt with accusation? How many fight with accusation? How many wrestle with accusation in your mind? Everyone in this room has at some point. But it says this. It says they overcame him by what? The blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their, li love their lives to death. See, and here's the thing. We just see that our, the power of our testimony Everyone in here has a testimony. If you're not saved, you're going to not leave here without getting saved. Receiving Jesus. But I, I know this, that it is the power of what, is, what the Lord has already done. The power of your testimony sends the enemy fleeing seven ways. It's the power of what you confess and declare to him. It's the power of how he has saved you, redeemed you, justified you by his blood that has broken the power of sin and death already over your life. That there's nothing that can, nothing that can shake you. There's nothing that can break you. No. No, no. And we see this, we see the, the woman, the child, and the dragon. It says that there's this great sign, and it says that the woman comes, and, and she gives birth to a child, capital C. And I believe that it is the birthing of Jesus Christ. But I believe there's another, uh, another way we can interpret this. It is the Lord being birthed inside of a church. Because it says that later on, it says many sons, or many, those other children that came from the woman. The woman is the church. Hello, who's the church? Raise your hand if you're the church. Raise your hand if you're the woman. Come on, man. Come on. You're the bride. And I'm telling you, the Lord has given everyone in this room power over sin and death, power by your word of your testimony, power by the blood of Jesus Christ. And there's nothing, the Bible says, nothing shall by any means harm you. I want to encourage you tonight 
when the dragon saw that he had been cast to earth, he persecuted the woman who gave, chi- who gave birth to the, ch- to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half times from the presence of the serpent. How many like the wilderness? How many like the wilderness? We're going to end here. Go to Exodus 20. Actually, we go to 19. We, We get to enter into this inheritance. Chapter 19, verse 3. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall, you shall say to the house of Jacob, he's just talking about the wilderness, and tell the children of Israel, You've seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Jump down to verse 7, verse 8. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken to us, we will do. So Moses brought, brought back the words to the, peop- to the people, the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I come to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. What is the purpose of the wilderness? Let me just stop, and I'll tell you the one thing that I left, that I feel like we left North Georgia with. Go hide yourself. Go to prayer. That's why Tuesday night is great, but... The Lord is calling us into a deeper place of prayer and finding him. Everything I'm saying tonight on your authority as a believer, what is under your feet? What is under your feet right now? What is under your feet right now? The Lord wants all your enemies under your feet. By the Spirit. I don't know. I did some stomping tonight. I did some stomping tonight because God wants to stomp out every giant, every enemy, everything that would get in the way. So it says this, that the people came and he showed his glory and they heard his voice. And God wants you to hear his voice. It's not always in the shaking and the big booms, but I'm telling you it's in the still small voice like Elijah heard him. 
in the midst of being persecuted and the demonic stuff that was coming out of prophet, it says that it was the still small voice that said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And there are things that the Lord wants us to hear, and you can't hear them until we get into the place where we're separated. Everyone say with me, separated. You need to separate yourself, not in some weird, holy, legalistic way. I, I should say it's a holy way. It's legalistic. Do not go into legalism. Do not go into striving. But the Lord is saying, come away with me. I want to I mount you up with wings as eagles, just like he said to, to the children of Israel. I bore you as, as one who bore you as, as eagles wing, on eagles' wings. And he said the same word, that's right, in Revelation. She flew, she, got, she grew wings, come on. And she went to a place in the wilderness. What's in the wilderness? God. Oh, come on, somebody. You should be encouraged by that. Who's in the wilderness? The Lord. The Lord in all his glory is in the wilderness. The Lord in all of who he is is in the dark place, is in the secret place. We go into the secret dark place. We go into the closet. We go into the place where we only know him and we, we don't have to tell everyone. We don't have to boast on it. But I'm telling you, this place has become, I'm telling you, he wants to call this place as a closet unto himself. It says in verse 18, it says, Now the mountain of Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it with what? Fire. And the smoke ascended. Come on, everyone say ascended. Your prayers are going to ascend. Your life is going to ascend. Your words are going to ascend. Your, 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 the things that you speak are going to go higher. They're not going down low. They're not going low level. They're going high level. They're going into a place where God is, where God hears, where he responds, where he begins to do things that we can't do in our own strength. And I'm telling you, there's, there's a place right here. It says it said that, that the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quake greatly. And can I say, I want to be in this place by the end of 2021. Go to Exodus 2021. Moses said to the people, do not fear. God has come to test you. Oh. Who wants to be tested by the Lord? Who desires, says, come on, God, test me. Test me that I can be tried, that I can shine like gold. Test me, Lord Jesus, that I might look and reflect you and, and be in the image of you. Test me, Lord, so that, that everything that's within me, I, I, it'll, it'll all be burned away, that I, I, won't be, I won't be looking busted up and messed up anymore. I won't be feeling like downtrodden. and I won't be, be feeling beat down. And, and the Holy Spirit's going to give you authority under your feet over everything. Listen, if I was, if I was Joshua... The Lord would be telling me, every place where you step your foot, I give to you what's under your feet. Every place where you step your foot, he's given to you. So that means I can go into places and not, not be affected by the atmosphere in that place. I can go into places because he's called me into those places to be a light, to be a burning, shining lamp in those places. And then he says this. He says this. Do not fear, for God has come to you to test you, 
that his fear may be before you, that we always behold him, that we look at him, that we behold him and we see him. If the fear of the Lord was always before us, I, I wouldn't do anything stupid. I wouldn't do anything sin stupid. Call it sin stupid. <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't be doing anything that would push me away, that would fling me out of the orbit of the Lord. Because <laughs> I go, he doesn't go anywhere. So that you may not sin. There it goes, right? So the people stood afar off, but what? This is going to be a company here that is like Moses, that drew near into the thick darkness where God was. So could it be that the call to every person in this place, before the end of this, this, this year, because we're closing in, right? All of a sudden, we're coming into a screaming, another, it was like another year of, of blur. And we're coming into the end of this year, and let's enter into 2022 in this place. Behold, the Lord calls us into this place. Why? So that when I hear from the Lord, listen, Every place. He was called into the fullness of inheritance. And in, in that, he delivered a nation. Moses being in the dark secret place in the desert delivered a mi millions of people. Daniel being in the midst of a Babylonian Godless government went to a secret place to get wisdom and knowledge to walk and to release the kingdom in the midst of Babylon and have favor. Oh, I don't think you're hearing me. And have favor even in the midst of a Babylonian regime. The Spirit of God is calling a people to walk in such authority, to walk because of who we've become. Oh, say it. Say it. Tell your neighbor, I'm becoming. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are becoming the ones who walk and tread upon death, upon sin, upon disease, upon any infectious thing that would come against your life, your family, and your nation. I mean, I'm here for my family. I'm here for the region. But we need to decide, are we here to believe for the nation to blow up into a massive awakening that the Holy, only the Holy Spirit can do? Only the Spirit of God can do. So we're going to draw near to the cloud. We're going to draw near to that place. We're going to step into more of what he has. And the, the stinger, it won't sting you. Come on, the bite of the serpent. One of the messages. Come on, you're going to shake it off. Oh, you're going to shake it off. 
The viper can come and bite, but you just shake it off. And you will not die. You surely will not die. You may get stung. You won't die. Can you help me? I'm going to read this over you one more time. Moses said to the people, do not fear. For God has come to you to test you, and that his fear may be for you, so that you do not sin. Here's the thing. I always feel like if he's always before me, that's why I said this thing, this thing will get me irritated and agitated. No, seriously, if if I watch, if I look at my phone too much, especially with some of the news stuff, and I'm not even watching CNN. I'm watching, you know, conservative clips that just burn my button. And the Lord is wanting us to step into this place where we have one gaze and one focus. I just want to call us into the cloud tonight. That's really what I want to do because that's where the authority comes. That's where everything gets under your feet. is going to call us all into the cloud tonight that the Spirit of God will just touch us in such a way that it's not just for tonight but He's calling you into life in the dark cloud of God. I've had multiple prophetic experiences where I just get sucked into the dark place. It's not demonic, it's God. It's like the vastness of who he is. It's very, it goes like, I go like into the very place of where he is. And, and there's such, all there is there is peace. And so we, we're asking God, God, pour out your spirit. God, continue to pour out your spirit in this place. Continue to equip us. Continue to to do what you have to do. Can I tell you that the Lord is is preparing us and it's going to be prepared in that place of of the deep, dark place. We left that that conference this week and 
I said, God, am I going deeper? Do I feel like I moved into a deeper place with you? He said, I'm calling you deeper. He said, I'm just making a statement. I'm calling you deeper. You may not have experienced anything that substantially shifted there, but I'm calling you into a deeper place. And you know what I look like, and you know where I live, and you know everyone in this room, you know where God's address is. <laughs> it's right inside of you. It's right inside of you. It's right in the midst of your, your inner man, and it's right in the, he's got every, every space in your brain. He's got every space in your brain, every bit of mindsets, and some of the biggest struggles we struggle with, every person in this room is getting our minds shut off so that we can step into the dark cloud. I'm telling you, we're going into that season. Get ready for it. Get ready for it those that feel like they're outside of it, you know what? Don't isolate. Don't go away. Don't, don't disappear. You just need to step in closer. You just need to begin to come in closer and, and allow, even ask people around you, come, I need, to, I need you to pray with me. It's okay. But there's authority in the room. to put everything under your feet. but for a lifetime. I really, really believe, and there's so many people missing tonight, but when they watch this, that the mandate over us right now is to step into that dark cloud with the Lord. That means if you have to put a blanket over your head and you have to go to a corner, and you have to put your face down into the ground. What you said, Miles, was what's under our feet. I thought it was, my first thought was the ground because that's where we have to go. We have to go low. We have to go in a place of the ground where our face is in the ground and we are so hungry and we're so desiring the presence of God that nothing else matters. And it's funny because Tori and I had this big conversation yesterday and you didn't even know this. And I said, Tori, God has stripped so much from us. It's not legalistic. Not everybody's called to certain things. Like for us, the television's gone. We don't spend time. We spend time in the Word, praying, doing research. But I really felt God said, I want you to another level. I want you to go a little deeper. And I'm like, I'm ready because God's been stripping so much in our lives. And it's like he wants us to be, you know, things might be, profitable, but really are they? What's the most important thing? And if we want to go into that place of awakening and revival and the harvest, we need to go into that deep cloud. So we were having this conversation about, you know something? I said, Tori, I feel like God's taking us into a new place of preparation. I said, even on Sundays, 
we prepare, but I feel like we need to even prepare more. Like we need to get into the glory realm before we're here. We need to teach the people and train the people, especially like the worship team, the wake and hop team. That's where we're going. I believe it starts with us first because we need to help prepare you to bring you into that place. So we talked about this right here. See this right here? Miles and I, uh, Tori and I, we were talking about this. You didn't even know, and you were saying everything that I didn't talk to you about. I said, Tori, this thing is called distraction. Can you imagine, Tori, if we took this thing and we went like that to it? I said, can you imagine what would happen? Guys, it's lights out. We spend so much time, and it's not like bad stuff. We're not looking up evil things or like foolish things or joking or movies. It's like we're looking up things about what's happening now in the country, the nation, what's going on, and then we look at it, and then you know what happens to me? It takes me to another thing. Then I'm in another thing. Guys, it's two hours later. I'm like, what the heck? I am so lost in this, this thing here. And I'm like, no. I go, God, you are taking us in such a deep place that that two hours, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is it tonight that you want me to pray about? What is it that you want me to research? What is it that you want me to study? What are you speaking to me? Not whoever, whoever, whomever, shamba ever, I don't care who it is or what it is, that's not important. You know what? Not everyone's going to hear this. Not everyone's going to heed this. But those who want to go deeper, those who want to go higher, those who want to go up and ascend, because there's a place of ascension, guys, and it's not going to come from the distractions. It's not evil. But God's saying, can you lay it down? So Tori and I were talking about that, and we're like, we're laying it down. We're laying it down. We're going to go into the cloud. I can, I can just think. When we were over there, I started imagining everybody coming in. And, and Miles, I was thinking about how we pray in the circle before we start. I'm like, what would happen if we all ran to the altar when we walked in here? And we put our faces down into the altar. I'm not talking legalists. Oh, let's just do this. Let's try this little gimmick. No, I'm really believing that God is saying, I want you to cover yourself. When you come in here, let's not, like, just take it lightly. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right away when we walk into the door. Let's run into the secret place corporately. Because the times that we're here corporately, it's to be together seeking Abba. So we go in together and we let's change it up. Let's run to the altar. Let's like come in and just, God, I need you together. I need you. I need you. I need you. What are you saying to us? We're so hungry. 
And then when you go home and when you're in your private time and your quiet time, change it up. Put a blanket. Put something over your head and run to the corner of your house. Go into your secret closet and just shut in. Cover yourself. God, I'm telling you guys, it is a clarion call. If God is saying, I want you to do this, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you strip another layer off? Can you do this? You know, we fast and we strip those things off. God's saying, can you do another layer? Can you go another place? Can you go higher? Can you take, listen, take it off. You don't need it. We don't need that stuff. We need the voice of God. We need to hear what he's saying. And that doesn't mean, like I said to Tori, that means Tori, we're never going to do look at this and we're not going to, you know, study on the phone, this and that. But God is saying, he's saying, stop. It's like a, almost like a line drawn in the sand. He's, drawn in, he's drawing it in the sand right now. And he's saying, do you really want this? You talk about awakening. You talk about revival. You talk about the harvest coming in, the billion soul harvest. Do you really want it? It's costly. It's costly. What does costly mean? Oh, I should come on a Tuesday night. That's costly. We should be here every single night. I wish these doors were open every single night that we could come here and pray. That's not even, we don't give them enough corporately. So this year, as we're stepping in soon to 2022, it's going to change. Because if we really want this, we're going to go after it. Because I believe that we're a bridal company of people that are going to go after the bridegroom. We're not going to go after other lovers and be adulterous. You know, other lovers is that phone over there. It really is. I'm just be speaking the truth. The truth will set us free. So the clarion call is, don't look at Harry, Sue, and Larry. Look at Jesus. Look at the Holy Spirit. Look at Abba, Father. Because he's got the word to tell you. He's going to show you. He's going to tell you how to actually, 5782, pay the mouth. He's going to actually show you what you're going to decree and declare and not get so involved in all this stuff. Can you make a covenant with your eyes? Can you make a covenant? Yes, David did. Can you make a covenant and say, I am done. I am so done with this. It's not profitable to me. What's profitable is to hear what God is saying, to be encountered by the living God, to be to imagine. To, guys, we can have encounters. We can't have encounters if we're distracted. Sorry, truth. You think you can? I'm sorry. You're not going to. You're not. You are not. If you stopped for one moment and you thought about how many times you picked up that phone and you looked at people's stuff, what you could be doing, and you say, I don't have enough time. Well, why don't you calculate? Your phone will tell you. It's up 7% this week. What? It's true. You're up 9% this week. I'm, what? I'm up. How did I get up? And I'm not the only one. Haha. <laughs> 
I know I'm not the only one because we're in this, we're, it's in this web, this media web. It's such a demonic thing. It really is demonic. I'm just going to tell you it's demonic. So we're actually asking you to come up higher. We're actually saying, can you throw this stuff down that you're, oh, my God, I started writing something about it. Guess what? The Lord showed me we have addictions, not alcohol or drug. We have an addiction. It's called that, phone. It's called Facebook. It's called Instagram. Now, I am never on Facebook, and I am really never on Instagram, but I'm on Twitter, confession. I confess to the Holy, I go, Holy Spirit, I'm on Twitter, and it's all good things. But that person brings me to another person that brings, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa. And I wasted my time. I don't want to waste my time anymore. Do you? Do you want to be serious? It's costly. Can you actually do it? Oh, yeah, for a week. I can do it for a week. That's right. When you detox, it says it takes 21 days really to come off of something. 21 days is an important thing. Can we fast for 21 days? Does that mean you can never pick up that phone again? No, I'm taking this microphone. Can we, can we like, you can say something pertinent in a minute. 21 days, because then that would, what would happen for 21 days? Then it would be so much easier to not, right? That, that habit, we can break that addiction. I don't think there's anybody in this room, because I know everybody in this room. You, I don't know everyone in this room. There's someone, a couple of people I don't know. But I do know that you scroll, you scroll, and you scroll, and you scroll, and you answer back every person that's on your Instagram. You make a message. Oh, I love that. Oh. And that person's making another comment. Do you know how much time you're wasting? A lot of time. And this is not legalism. You know what this is? Wanting Jesus more than anybody or anything else. Because we have a mandate. Because we're called to awakening. Do you think awakening is going to come with seven hours on your phone? It's not. Awakening is going to come in the dark cloud. Did you want to say something? I was going to say that when we were away, I was notified that I was down 78%. 78% of my time in three days. Maybe not everyone in the room has an issue with this, but I think for the pretty much, I know the younger generation, we're all, they're all on their phone. And they're all gathering information, useless information. <laughs> I, so if you feel uncomfortable, good. We'll just repent. That's all, because if the Lord's, like, poking at something, and, and this is just one thing. It's, like, funny when we talk about, oh, we're going to do a social media fast. Please. That's not a fast. Fast is when we don't have food. Oh, I'm sorry. Fasting is when we don't have food. 
and social media. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going now. Holy Spirit, come on. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. If tonight we just want to just come before the Lord and just ask him, God, I, I want more of you, then that, that requires that I make a change. Because in, in everything that Lisa was just saying, and, and I just said to you in three or four days, it was 78% difference in one week. Of course, I was in 10 meetings in three days. But I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss one thing. So we're going to just ask the Lord. Lord, we, we just, we're making a fresh covenant. Lord, we thank you for the blood that cleanses us from all, all unrighteousness, every unrighteous act. Lord, any, any places that we, we, we fall short, God, we just ask, Holy Spirit. Lord, we're not going to spend time on, on, our, on our screens. Because it, it may not be the, this, but it could be a computer. There's video games for other people that probably aren't even here. But we're just asking God, we just step in. So that's all we're going to do tonight. We're just going to ask the Lord, Lord, we're going to step into a closer place so that we can walk in what we're talking about. Deeper authority comes through what we're given by heaven. It doesn't come by anything else. It comes by the place where I engage God in heavenly things. watching 19 hours of preaching is not heavenly things, I'm sorry. Some of it's good. A lot of it's good. But we can just do a lot of things. If you spent time in prayer, just Lord, so we're consecrating some time now. That's what we'll do. We'll just consecrate time. Our time. That Lord, we can walk in deeper places and Lord, we engage with greater things. Lord, I thank you it's going to be a grace on this place. I thank you it's going to be a powerful grace on this place. I thank you, God, we're going to be a, a people that are separate under you in new ways, God. And, and Lord, you're, you're moving us into new places because we desire to step into these places. So we make shifts and changes in our daily, uh, daily diets. And we step into places with you that we haven't been before. And so, God, we give you that right now, right now, right now. We fast sleep. We eat the word. We come into the dark cloud with you, God. We come into the secret place with you, God. And we thank you that's where all the authority lies. All the power lies. All the miracles lie. All, all of you, the one who we behold and, and we engage with, and all the angelic uh, activity is in that place. So we, we, we desire that. And so we're coming into that right now. And we're asking Holy Spirit that you give that to us. So we're just going to engage with that right now in these moments. 
And we thank you, Father, that it's available to us. And we have this perfect self-control that comes by the Spirit of God. It's a fruit of the Spirit that we're going to engage with and walk in and see miraculous things. We're going to see breakthroughs. We're going to see things under our feet that have not been under our feet. And you're going to do it right now, God. You're going to give us a grace right now, God. We're going to give us a grace right now. We're going to walk in it right now, God. We're going to step into it right now, God. And it's going to change the trajectory of our whole lives. Literally, literally, believe me when I say this, it'll change the trajectory of your life right now in a moment, in a moment. It'll give you all discernment. It will give you all understanding. It will give you all all information that comes from heaven that that you don't even know, that you don't even desire, that you don't even know you want. And so we're going there right now, God. We just consecrate this whole place right now. This whole place, every, every wall, every curtain, God, the back area with the kids, Lord, would you blow the kids up so that they go into deeper places than we ever understood or knew, God? Would you, would you raise up the next generation to, to move into this place of, of power and anointing because they're just hungry for your presence. They're hungry for who you are. They're, they're hungry for, for what, you, what you have and what you want, Father. And we want our hearts to want those things so we come there right now in Jesus name in Jesus name fellowship with the Holy Spirit fellowship with the Son engaging angels yeah into realms we haven't experienced before. Yeah, do it, God. Set apart. 